What's up, nerds? I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome into the Lenten season. Guys, we made it. And if you are still listening, it means that you're one of the listeners that I like. Because if you're not listening, it means you're not a listener, and I don't like you. A lot of people give up podcasts for Lent. I think everyone should listen to every episode of this podcast as true penance for Lent. Real Catholics are still here. You're a real Catholic, and I am so very proud of you. Uh, so today's show is a blast. I uh, talked to Father Anthony, and I have a lot of like strange theological questions for him in the first and last segment. Um, basically, where I set up premises, try to entrap him in a theological ar- argument, and see if he can claw his way out. He does pretty good. And then in the second segment, we uh, <laughs> introduce a brand new game, which is either going to be one of your favorite segments we've ever done or one of your least favorite segments we've ever done uh it's a brand new game we hope you guys enjoy it if you do enjoy today's show please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening that means the world to us as we continue to grow uh thank you guys y'all are the best enjoy today's show Forte Catholic, I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scarfucci Sarapa. Hello, friend. Hi, friend. I uh, have some exciting news for for the audience. You know about this news, but the audience does I not. I do. You, you ever since you you moved to the, to the new parish, you've been very busy, and so you've played less video games total. But there yep. was one video game that you have spent most of your time on, and you took a break from it. So we have played video games multiple times over the last two weeks, and I have cherished every second of it. It's been delightful. <laughs> it really has been, though. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so not only have I enjoyed spending time with you, but I think when I rank things that I'm good at, I think audio editing is number one. I think Rogue Company might be number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's been nice to hang out with you, but it's also just been good. It's just given me excuse to play the game again. And it, like, I literally think like, the theme was just like, you know, everybody's talking about Lord of the Rings and, you know, we had the new trailers and everything. And I was just like, no, this is the return of the king. Me coming yes. back to Rogue Company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, but I think I've just lost you again because uh, the Destiny 2 expansion came out. So I think I'm going to have to wait another six months to hang out with you, friend. Yeah, at least six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just start <laughs> start playing it just the other night. And it's like, oh. Oh, this is very fun. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Sad for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe I'll still uh, be the king just alone. Heavy is the head that raised the crown, they say. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, I have been duped, Father Anthony. Uh, not by you. I have been duped by my own parish. Wow. Uh, I have shared uh, not everything on this show about what's been going on in my parish, but I've shared some things. It's been a rough yeah. couple of years at our parish, and people know that. But... We got a new pastor. He's very good, um, and we got a new uh, like director of evangelization, who's been a friend of mine for like twelve years. So cool. Uh, things are good. So I went from like I was incredibly involved with the parish, like the campus minister, playing music for masses every, every Sunday, uh, running the technology for the for the parish. To uh, bad things happened, and I sent a letter of resignation. Just like I'm just done. Like, yeah. I'm done with the work. I'm done with the volunteer. Y- y'all figure it out. And everything fell apart because I left. <laughs> so, yes. <exactly>. So, <laughs> um, but this past Sunday, I-, I realized how duped I've been. Things have been getting better. You know, I, I mentioned a while back, I-, I started on the pastoral council in, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, started helping out with Alpha. So it was like a slow drip. 
I also agreed to like, you know, teach at the confirmation class. But in in five days, I led worship for a Jason Everett event at the parish. Uh, and then on Sunday, I spoke for the confirmation class kids, uh, wrote a brand new talk because I lost my cheat sheet and I don't know where it went. So I had to write a brand new talk, um, led worship for that. Uh, went and had lunch, went back for Alpha, and helped run Alpha. And I'm like, I've, I've been duped. I quit this parish two years ago, and I just spent nine hours there on a Sunday. Every time they, you try to get it out, they drag you back in. Man, I, I feel like I'm not an Italian parish, though. I feel like that would work where you are. <laughs> Every parish is an Italian parish, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say the Italian thing, because I thought of the old, uh, I think it was a Chingy song. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling me <laughs> this, I need This is why we're different people. <laughs> <laughs> Everything going to be all right. So I, I've been duped, and I know that you've been busy with parish life, but like you yeah. work there and live there. I'm just a volunteer, and I was there for nine hours. I feel like I've been duped. What is? I, and I told the pastor, I was like, how did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> He's very sneaky. What yes. have you done to me? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, I was not working at my church for nine hours on Sunday. Like, I had some morning masses and the communion call, and then that was about it for me. So you, you did more church stuff than I did. I was so mad because you were free, <laughs> like, the whole Sunday, and yeah. you were playing Rogue Company. On one yeah. of the last days I could have played with you before I lost you to Destiny 2. And I yeah. was at church doing things for the Lord. It sucked. <laughs> it's, what, what a heavy cross. What a heavy cross. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. But I am excited about uh, something that is happening. So uh, after this first run of Alpha, I am quitting Alpha. Oh, you're quitting. Are you going to go on to like... Omega or beta? Well, or? that's been the joke. Our, our dry run of alpha, we've been calling the beta alpha because it's like yeah. our kind of dry test. <laughs> but I am quitting, but not leaving. There is So I've, I've talked about alpha, I think it was with you, about a month ago. Yeah. Um, great ministry. But I feel like... Um, I feel like I my talents could be better utilized elsewhere. Because for the most part for alpha, I set up the technology stuff, I play two songs, and then I'm like just sit in a small group and talk. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I think other people could do that, you know? But yeah, sure. there is a new ministry starting. So essentially, Alpha is like to bring people in, introduce them to Jesus. And the big question has been, what do we do after that? <laughs> what do we do after Alpha? Oh, Beta. No, we've already done the Beta Alpha. It's very confusing. So sure. what do we do after that? And so we looked at what other parishes are doing that have run Alpha and have been successful. And uh, there's this there's this new uh, ministry at our parish called Foundations that is starting. Hmm. And guess who is running this? <laughs> oh, is it Mr. Taylor Schroll? It is Mr. Taylor Schroll. <laughs> it is. So I am not. I'm quitting Alpha and getting more responsibility. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Yeah, you really are. You really have been duped. My my pay has increased and also been multiplied by a hundred. Um, yes. So, you know, zero that volunteer pay, zero remains zero. <laughs> but uh, I am excited because foundation, it's essentially going to be a systematic theology teaching course, which is fun because it's like, that's the part that I don't, that's like, we don't do that here. We, we do not do that here. <laughs> you know, like, yes. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun to use a different uh, 
skill set. Because usually, we joked last week that I was like the contract killer. Like people bring me in to do the the one thing, and then I leave town, and no one ever sees me again. Yeah. yeah. So like I've done like theology talks. You know, like I, I I do the confirmation talk a lot, or I do the confession talk a lot. Um, People like me doing the four marks of the church, I think, because I put up a picture of, like, you know, Mark Wahlberg, Mark, the guy who wrote the gospel. Like, there, there are four <laughs> Catholic marks, and that's all we need. Um, but, but I've never done, like, a systematic thing. And yeah. so this is going to be a 10-week course where we're going to do, you know, like, basics, obviously, because it's 10 weeks. But a systematic theology course, and I've already got another person. Well, you know, I dropped out of grad school. She finished. Uh, so she's going to help me. I'm just really excited. I feel That's like great. my my skill set is being used at the parish. And Look at you. I'm happy, and the pastor uh, knows he duped me, and I don't know how he did it. So <laughs> That's a sign of a good pastor. <laughs> I, like, it was just me and him, because I, I had finished the confirmation class, and then I was sitting there eating my Whataburger before, before Alpha. He's like, yeah. what are you doing here? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I live here now. And he looked at me, and he said, thank you for using your gifts for the pairs. I was like, shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you. So today's show, Ooh, okay, um, it's going to be a lot of ask the priest, just things that have been on my mind that I, you know, maybe new questions or old questions that have been on my mind. And then in the second segment, we're going to to play a brand new game. It's either going to be one of the best things we've ever done, or completely flop, and no one will ever hear it. <laughs> those are, those yes. are the two options. That's exciting. But um, I was thinking, or I, I, it was just on my mind. Uh, 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 on and off the last few weeks, thinking about like married priests, because, mm. you know, I've run into a couple of either married or formerly married priests. I like, got an annulment and now they're just priests, uh, quote unquote, just priests, you know, like yeah, just, you, priest. just a priest. Yeah. Um, but like other married priests. So it's like, you know, it's either they get the best of both worlds and get to do the cool things that husbands can do and the cool things that uh, priests can do. Or it's like they have to deal with both stressors, right? So I wanted to ask you, as a non-married mm -hmm. priest, what do, what are your thoughts as a non-married priest on married priests? I would assume this is just me, uh, yeah. because being married's cool. I know that. Um, sure. I would assume there's some jealousy. <laughs> like, hey, they get to do that, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my, when I, when I look at married priests, I go, oh, you poor saps. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. How can you run a parish and be married and have a family? That sounds like way too much work, way too much stress. And the occasional mayor's little perk here and there. I don't know if that gets rid of all the <laughs> responsibilities that you have to do. No, I mean, for me, honestly, like, um, I, I know some very good, holy married priests and, uh, their parish life is very different than mine. Uh, a lot of them work, uh, you know, Eastern Catholics have smaller parishes sometimes. But uh, the thing is, like, I don't I don't want to be married. I can't imagine being a, a diocesan Roman Catholic parish priest and being married as much as like I've seen, you know, the beauty of marriage. I love my married friends. Um, you know, having kids and that other stuff is like beautiful and amazing. But like, I would not want to do both. I really wouldn't. Um, and also just I'm happy with my life. So if I see other people who are happy with their life, hey, that's great. We're, we're both happy with our lives. That's wonderful. But it's, it's never been a thing that bothered me. Um, I've always felt called to celibacy, even from the beginning of my, my seminary journey. And, um, you know, I went through all those struggles and all that discernment. And I kind of am who I am now. Um, and also, you know, it's while 
of course, being celibate, had, you know, there are particular struggles with that. It's there are also particular graces, you know, all the beauty and the cross of being celibate is as far as like the deepest intimacy, like all I have is Jesus Christ. And there's something beautiful and amazing about that. The, the moments I get to have with God. Um, and then I'm also really blessed where I have good married friends. Like I, I have um, married friends who I'm a part of their family. It, when I walk into their house, all their kids will run up and hug me. And I, you know, I'm around them all the time too. So it's, um, I've got a good balance in my life. So yeah, I, I, I me personally, I, I could never be a married Catholic priest. I would never want to be. Um, and for guys who that's their calling, hey, good for you. But it sounds real stressful to me. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, I hold these, you know, we, we, I hold these two things in, in my hand because of who yeah. I am. Like, uh, you yeah. know, you said you're always called to celibacy. I once took, like, the spirituality test, like, where are your spiritual, like, the spiritual gifts test or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I, I, like, the top score you could get was, like, 15. It's like I got, like, a 15 on teaching. I was pretty high on pastoring and, like, leading, you know, music yeah. and, and that sort of thing. I got a 1 out of 15 on celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, looks like you're, you're where you're supposed to be. I did it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I chose correctly. Uh, you have chosen yeah. the better path. Uh, yeah. But, like, I get, like, I, I, I can hear what you're saying, but there's a there's a part of me, too, because it's like, yeah, I can hold these yeah. two things at the same time. That, like, sure. it's stressful enough living my life and living your life. I couldn't imagine living both, <laughs> you know? Yeah. like, But at the same time, one thing for me that bothers me is when people like game the system and I feel like I got gypped out of something. So like, I feel like part of me, if I was a priest that was, if I was in your, if we swapped roles, I feel like I would be, uh, that'd be a fun uh, Catholic version of wife swap. <laughs> oh me, my God. Let me be the priest for a week and you come here and see who's, who lasts the longest. <laughs> oh man. But, I feel like I'd be annoyed by somebody gaming the system. Like there's no, there's none of that in there. Like they cheated. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll get a little deep with you. Um, you know, while married priests are indeed priests, uh, and there's a lot of good guys doing good work as married priests. Um, it's simply not the same kind of priesthood as celibate priesthood that celibate priesthood is more fitting. It's and the church has always seen this. Um, in the East, there was this tradition that, you know, you would have these towns and there'd be the parish priest there and he'd be married. And his job was basically just to do the sacraments. And then you, but if you want spiritual direction, isn't that all you do anyway? uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, but if you want spiritual direction or if you wanted to go to confession, you wouldn't go to the parish priest, you would go to the monastery because there's a recognition that their lives are fundamentally different and more, um, more attuned to what priestly uh charisms really are uh, which is not to say that like married priests are, are worthless or like it's just more fitting to be a celibate priest there's something you get a deeper experience of the priesthood from being celibate um and that's one of the reasons i wouldn't trade it for so it's like uh, uh and also you know i i i remember one time uh meeting a couple who was going to get married and uh the bride was a protestant and had a dad who was a minister and she was telling me how difficult that was for her as a kid that she remembers distinctly like being sick and having to like throw up in the office while both her parents had to be at their service because you have to have the you know the wife there as well and just like these 
all these moments where her dad had to choose between her and the parish, and it was very difficult. Like she loves her dad, grateful for him and everything, but like that's a that's a particular kind of pain um, and cross <laughs> to deal with. You know, it just uh, that, that 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 hurt a little bit more than you meant it to, because I totally feel like my kids feel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean it to go that way. Yeah. Where's my daddy? He's telling people about Jesus in Washington State. <laughs> I, I want him here. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it is. It's tough. I, I, and I've said this before uh, in other platforms and stuff. I think it's very, it's a particularly, particularly difficult for lay people to be involved in ministry because it's the your vocation, your lives aren't perfectly built for it. You know. Um, it doesn't say it's not good, and I'm so grateful for so many lay people who do so much good stuff. But uh, it is easier for me to do that stuff than it is for lay people who are married. It just is. I'm, just, but I'm just better though, so it gets awkward. Like, they yeah, don't want it does. You, it does. They want me, you know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of strange. And that's tough too. That's tough too for me to accept. <laughs> uh, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. But uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, well, I have I have another question for you, and this is what we're gonna do. For for this segment and the last segment, I just have random thoughts that I wanted to get a priest input on. I love it. Um, I was at a, a a new church the other day, and I sent you this picture, and it's it says um, Saint Paul's Church. Oh yes, C H V R C H, and I was like. I texted it to you and I was like, what the heck is this? This looks so stupid. People are like, Catholics are dumb and we're perpetuating. It was on the cornerstone of the church, the church. Yes. And I'm like, is is there some like old Latin thing? I don't know, some tradition. And you gave me the most disappointing answer that I could have received. <laughs> yeah, it's just easier to carve a V than it is a U. Uh, and because they look similar enough, it's just that's you'll see that like all all the time in uh, Roman architecture and stuff, even before the church uh, was around. Just Javarches, just using the V. Uh, yeah, that's all it is. It's just easier to carve. Just freaking lazy Catholics, man. I hate yeah. that so much. I've never carved anything into into concrete. But how hard is it to make a line? going down and then a straight line going across and another straight line going up. It could be a boxy U. I, I, like, I get that like the curves can be difficult, but just yeah. go straight down and across and back up. How hard can it be? <laughs> you lazy freaking Catholics. I think I think that would look weird. Also, you know, I was thinking about that. You know what else looks weird? Spelling what? it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's our primary thing. And we're like, hey, welcome to our church. <laughs> First of all, I love pronouncing church as as Chavert. <laughs> but also, you know, I was thinking about that, and that was my understanding of that. I, I remember, I forget where I learned that, but then I was looking at that picture again, and I was like, the C is a big curve. Why don't they make it like a like a oh, more of like a Pac-Man I'm thing? I don't so understand angry. either. I'm so angry. So I might be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why it's, Catholics it's are Chavert's, the worst. They're, but I know it is a thing. Yeah. We're just the worst. People, uh, people responded pretty, pretty uh, sillily. Uh, we had... Uh, some because uh, I, I asked uh, uh, just checking in to make sure that everyone went to Chavurch this morning. And I <laughs> yes, the picture. Um, people are like that's a Latinized U, which is V, probably easier to chisel. Um, somebody yeah. said of Cavorce, of Cavorce. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great uh, response. <laughs> um, somebody said uh, that's the early Chavurch. Some will go this uuning, like replacing the V in evening to U. <laughs> Very funny. That's also good. Oh, man. <laughs> um, is that one next to the Mivizu Museum? 
museum <laughs> with two pieces. <laughs> it also had uh, a round chiverch. It had yeah. the numbers one nine five nine. And yeah. so Father Daryl Miette, Open Canada, said, is that 1959 or 1599? And I said, obviously, this was sent from the future, 9951. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen this, too, like, yeah. return to tradition. <laughs> yes, yes, it that's It drives me mental. <laughs> and that one's, oh, man. I just, I try to do so much to make Catholicism just, like, uh, you know, engaging and like easy mm-hmm. to 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 follow along with. We've got a, new, a bunch of new Protestant listeners that you're just like, hey, this is enjoyable to listen to. I'm learning some things, and yeah. then there's stuff like this, and I'm just like, I want to give up. Like I'm never gonna be able <laughs> to combat this dumb stuff that we're doing. It drives me insane. <laughs> no matter what you do, still carved in stone will be the church. <laughs> return, return to English, please. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back and try a brand new game that will either be tremendous or terrible which usually for the audience means that it's tremendous because if it's terrible they're laughing at us and not with us so either way we should have some fun don't go anywhere Grotto Network is the platform that shares stories to inspire our generation, whether you are a fallen away Catholic or a daily mass goer or anywhere in between. They provide great content on their social media uh, that will help you navigate all of the craziness going on these days with everything from advice to finding an apartment, dealing with toxic friends, dating advice, finding purposeful work, healing from an eating disorder to finding a mentor. They also have a brand new podcast called Good and Decent. You guys should check it out. The stories take you around the world to listen to ordinary people doing extraordinary things. See, around here, we just have ordinary people doing ordinary things. They've got something special going on. They raise big questions with interesting people from a Harvard cosmologist. See, I got stumbled up there because I don't know anything about Harvard or cosmology. To a monk who lived with Thomas Merton in Kentucky. I didn't even know Thomas Merton lived in Kentucky. Priests on safari to guys who compete in air guitar competitions. You can find the Good and Decent Podcast wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the vibe, follow Grotto Network on all all of their social media channels. I do it on Instagram. They're a great follow. Uh, really doing some great work to reach out to a bunch of different people. Do it. Do it now. Grotto Network. G-R-O-T-T-O Network. If you don't know how to spell that, you got problems. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. We are going to try out a brand new game today. It is called Read My Lips. <laughs> so I thought about how we could translate this to make it work both for our video and our audio uh, viewers and listeners. So what we are going to do is both of us have the ability to still be able to see each other, but we can turn down our volume so that we can't hear the other person. So you will be able to hear us, audience, but we will not be able to hear each other. Because what we are going to do is we are going to take turns giving very simple definitions of, of some things in our faith, but we are going to turn our headphones down so that we cannot hear what the other person is saying. So uh, we are just going to be reading their lips. But you, as the audio listeners, will be able to hear the person saying the clue over and over again. You will know immediately what the word is, and we will probably both look pretty stupid. <laughs> so... Um, for instance, this would be the for instance. If I would go first, Father Anthony would would um, turn down his mic. But if I said three persons, one God, the answer would be Trinity, 
right? Yeah. So the Trinity is three persons, one God. So we're going to give a, a few word, maybe up to a sentence description, definition of the term that we are looking for, and the other person has to guess it. Uh, it's not a competition. We are working together. We are trying for the other person to guess these. This is to see how in tune we are with each other and how well we can read lips and put that together with our Catholic knowledge. Are you ready for this, Father Antonio? I, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a disaster. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, it's one of those ideas. I was like, we have to try this. We have to try yeah. this. Okay, uh, who's muting first, or who's who's pulling down the the volume first? Who would like? Would you like? I'll to put do my that? volume down first. That way. Okay. I'll do really badly, and then it won't look so bad when you do it. So okay. We'll do okay. It Thank you. All right. So okay. go ahead. Yep. I got my volume. Turn it Turn all the down. way down where you can still see me. Okay. But you can't hear. Can't hear you. Okay. Here we go. Summit and source. Ooh man. Uh, okay. Summit and source. Very close. Summit and source. Wow, this is hard. Uh, do get. Do get. Summit and seminary source. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's a consonant. I uh, think to start off. Yeah. Summit. Okay. Cool. And uh, source. You just keep come, oh, come back. Come back. Yes, my volume? Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. We will try it again, where you can hear summit and source. Oh, okay. So I see the consonants. That would yep. be the Eucharist. Okay. Yep, there you go. Very good. Very good. Okay. Th this will be our universal signal for come back because I kept okay. being like, come okay. back. And you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to pull down my volume and make sure that I can see your lips. Don't hide behind your yeah, microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. I can't hear you now. Okay. Give me a thumbs up. Are you good? Jesus rose from the dead. Jetsons Road <laughs> Cars. I don't know. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus. Rose. Rose. From the dead. From the dead. The resurrection. Jesus. Yeah. Rose from the dead. Yay, that was so I good. Can hear now. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. That was so good. We did one. I was, I was like, the Jetsons are riding flying cars? What is this? What is this happening? I mean, close, I guess. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Pull your volume down. down, please. I'm ready. Our sins are abolished. Our oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> I'm starting over. What? Come back. <laughs> okay. What was that? I said the wrong word. <laughs> we're gonna so we're gonna do it. Oh, over. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm going down again. I, I, yeah, okay. Here we go. Our sins are absolved. Our sins are our sins are uh, absolved or our sins or are absolved. Do the last one again. Absolved. Absolved. Oh, our sins are this confession. Our sins Yay! are absolved. <laughs> <laughs> I first said our sins are abolished, and I was like, that seems to be a different thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 This one might be a little trickier. We'll give it a shot. Okay. Good. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. 40 days of fasting. 40 days of fasting. That's Lent. 
Wow, we should get that. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm just good at like, yeah, just good at reading lips. I already started. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm just better at enunciating and making things look good. I, I've got the southern drawl, so I'm like, oh no, man, my <laughs> mouth doesn't make the sounds that yours does. <laughs> All right, this is going faster than I thought. I have to come yeah. up with some more. I only have okay. one more. Well, we'll, we'll right. make some up on the spot. Are you ready for yeah, this? Yeah, it's good. All right. Okay, ready. First half of mass. Okay. First uh, half first of and mass. Basque. Mass. 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 <laughs> okay. First, first half of first Sunday of mass. Uh. Half. Oh, uh, half. The Advent. <laughs> first. First. Half. We're doing charades now. If you know. <laughs> of mass. Eyeballs closed. First of first. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Gloria. Are you talking about the first parts of mass? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay uh, close. Um. Oh, the sign of the cross. First, yes, half, half of of mass. mass. That was the liturgy of the word. Yay! <laughs> 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 All right, my turn. I'm I'm pulling my pulling my volume. Okay, let me think of one real quick. Um, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Water. Makes us children of God. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> Start over. What? What? what watching? Water. Watcher. Water. Water. Yes. Water makes us blessing children. Children of, of God. God. Watson, yeah, come on. Blood, blood or children's of God. Baptism. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, was I close? Yeah, that was baptism. Oh, what yeah. did you say, though? I said water makes us children of God. I was, it was like, like, water blessing children God. It's got to be baptism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like once you got like water and children, like you have to figure yeah, this yeah. out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's very, very funny. Okay, I got one. You ready? Okay. Go ahead, pull, pull down your volume. Okay. In... The beginning. Anathema. <laughs> In the beginning. Anathema back. In the Anything beginning. Bad. <laughs> Any. Uh, 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 uh. Hold on. Oh, why'd you leave? In the beginning. Anthony, lights turning off. Okay, okay, we're doing the charades. In the beginning. The vigil mass? Uh, In the beginning. 
jumping up and down with the lights on and off. We're having a Catholic rave. It's 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 uh... in the beginning. In the beginning. Okay. Genesis was it like creation? Creation story. Let there be light. That's why I kept Let turning. Let there be light. For, okay. for our audio audience, I was uh, turning on and off the lights in my room over and over like, again. What are we doing? It's a cat party. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, I okay. I got one. If you want to do it. Okay. Yep. All right. I can't hear you. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> I can't tell you what I think you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, bathroom. Mark. Oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why are you so good at this? I heard bathroom and then something. So here's yeah. something that people don't know about me. What? Is I. I read people's lips pretty dang well <laughs> yeah for real uh i know what most people are saying about me behind my back because <laughs> i can read lips pretty well uh i i saw bathroom and then another word and i was like that can't be what he's saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right uh i have i have another one i have another one okay all right pull down your volume Wait. please oh, hold up. Oh, there we go turn this down I'm just gonna... all right odd orientum I... Odd orientum. Odd orientum. Eggs. Eggs. You're saying eggs. Odd orientum. Profile. You've turned to the side. Now it's a profile of you. Uh, Odd Odd orientum. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm facing east, but I'm not sure if my my, my camera was going the wrong way. Wow, I'm barely getting these with you doing charades. Right, yeah. <laughs> the let there be light and having to lean over to turn off my lights is very funny to me. It probably sounds terrible because I think I hit my microphone a couple of times. Yeah, All right, we're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do a few more. This is going way faster than I thought. I thought we'd get a whole 18 minutes out of it, and we're already done double what we thought. It's been 10 minutes. So. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Think of another one. Um, let's see. I'm sure we can think of Catholic words, Father. You would think so, but like. Um, Okay. Okay, I'll I'll do one. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's, I'm okay. pulling down my volume. Mother, mother of of God. God. Mary. <laughs> You're very expressive, Mr. Italian. I know. I I think I'm doing a really good job at enunciating my words and making them look yeah, readable. I, I realized that like with my big beard, like you can't see my I was my about lips. to say that. Your, your I'm gonna, mustache. Like, I'm going to like hold up my... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that looks terrible. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. That's Don't what I that. look like without a beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got one. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, wait. I got to turn it. Yeah, yeah I love I was, when you I just stare at me. You're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, ready. Sacrament. Of holy orders. Sacrament. Seven sacraments? Sacrament of oh, say it again. I think I was right. holy orders. Only orders. Holy. Holy week? Holy. Holy orders? Orders. Priesthood? Yay! Okay. Yay! <laughs> Sacrament of holy orders. Yay! Yay! Okay, let's do one more each because I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know. This is like so intense. Okay, okay, okay. Let we me, we let now me. know that this will be a five-minute segment if we ever do it again. <laughs> um, Catholic things. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I am pulling my... Yeah, I'm ready. 
reverence ray tracing dead bodies sucks butt <laughs> <laughs> no reverence reference dead text bodies book uh the dead catechism bodies xbox reference dead, xbox dead bodies <laughs> neymar <laughs> come back <laughs> <laughs> you, you made me fail that quickly. What was it? Well, it was. I said reverence dead bodies. Oh, reverence dead. Bo- I was like reference textbook. I was like the catechism. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really good because you get like all the consonants and like the syllables <laughs> yeah. and stuff. But I was like, I, I was upset they used the word reverence because that's a kind of tough word. But uh, yeah, that, so it was reverence dead bodies would be what? Uh, vener- venerating saints. Yeah, I was going to say relics was what I was looking for, but I would accept that. Uh, Which, when I visited Pittsburgh, we went and saw, like, thousands of relics together in one small little church. (laughs) Yes, it's a busy church. They're all packed in there. It's easy because they're chopped up into pieces. They can fit more people in there. terrifying. Yeah, Uh, but literally (laughs) true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I feel like both of these segments are... Returvin to Traverch are making me so angry. <laughs> yeah, it's all about weird words. <laughs> Catholics are fine. We just cut dead bodies into a bunch of pieces and put them in a church. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more. I've got one more. Okay. He looks like Mickey Mouse. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Pope John Paul II. Uh, Pope um, John. Looks like you said. Oh, oh, Paul. <laughs> you didn't say poop. You said Pope, yep. Pope John Paul II. Yay! Okay. <laughs> we did it. We made it through this segment. I, as a person in the game, I enjoyed it. I think it might be one of the dumbest things we've ever done. Yeah, uh, it's up but there. But it was enjoyable. You're, um, we learned something about ourselves today. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm good at reading lips, but terrible at being able to read people's lips i'm a great spy that's what we learned yes exactly (laughs) no one can tell what i'm saying but i know what everyone else is saying so um audio audio listeners obviously you know they they got to listen to the whole thing i think if we do this again i'm going to tell people watch it to watch it on youtube and like you know, pull down their volume too, so they don't know what it is. <laughs> see if they, see if they can guess, because people love telling us every time we play a game. Oh, I knew all the answers. I'm smart. I'm sure they did. And yeah. there are liars. So <laughs> everyone listening to this is a liar and should go return to the confessional, the sacrament of penance, where Father Anthony was able to read my lips. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that's that. <laughs> when we come back, Father Anthony's going to answer some more of my random questions. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, Amazon shoppers. Stop what you are doing right now. Did you know that you could support Forte Catholic without spending an extra dime? That you can do that. That you can do that. That's how we do commercials around here. That, you can do that. Uh, if you shop on Amazon, you can support uh, Forte Catholic through Amazon Smile. What it is, is you go to fortecatholic.com slash Amazon. You'll click on a link there, and, and it'll set Forte Catholic up as the charity that you want to support. You don't give us a single penny there. It's all Amazon. So they, they will donate to us for a percentage of every purchase you make on Amazon. So if you are an Amazon shopper and want to support Forte Catholic without spending an extra penny and make big corporation Amazon donate to us, uh, you can do so at ForteCatholic.com slash Amazon. If a lot of you do it, it'll make a big difference. So um, thanks in advance. Everybody's everybody's shopping on it already. You might as well throw some support to, you know, one of your top seven 
favorite Catholic organizations. That's that's the confidence I have today. Do it! ForteCatholic.com slash Amazon. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. I have to pull my volume down to make sure that's not blasting. So now that we are set and back to our normal programming, I uh, I have some more questions for you, Father. All right. Let's see if I can make up some answers. I'm going to see if I can entrap you. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what were we made for, Father Anthony Sharapa? To know, love, and serve God in this life so that we may be happy with him in the next. Somebody's read their... Uh, Baltimore Catechism. What what was the thing? (laughs) Reference textbook. Yes, (laughs) reference textbook. So to know, love, and serve God in this life in the next, right? Um, So uh, what is heaven like? Uh, That's a great question. Okay, don't answer it yet. Uh, Keep that in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, If our job is to know, love, and serve God in this life in the next... Mm-hmm. Why, why don't I pray all day? Oh, okay. Um, because prayer is not the only way we commune with God. Okay. Um, if you think about it in the beginning, uh, God didn't tell Adam and Eve to pray all day. They're supposed to tend to the garden. And so there's two things going on there. One, um, they were more in tune with God. There's harmony between them and God. So more of their daily lives could be prayer. And two, part of what we're supposed to do is God has given us the means to love him through creation. So God makes the entire universe for humanity. Humanity can do stuff like uh, take uh, crops and stuff and turn into food and stuff. And by participating in creation, we're giving worship to God, right? So while we are fallen and work is now more difficult, Still, our work, our being—we proved the world. that in the last segment. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so, part of our worshiping God isn't just through prayer; it is through our daily actions, through our vocation, through loving each other. That's all part of loving and serving God. So, um, how does like watching the Super Bowl fit in with you, know, or just watching any random football game yeah. on a Sunday? How does that fit into me knowing, love, and serving God in this life and the next? Well, think about uh, the, on the seventh day, God rested, that actually all of humanity is, uh, we're, we're pointed toward that day of rest, where we revel in God's goodness and what he's given us and the work that we sacrifice for him. And so, you know, I'm saying that every time you pop yourself in front of a screen, it's like worship, but the idea of, um, of uh, rest, relaxation, of uh, leisure is a part of that as well. Um, and also, you know, there are it's it's taking care of our bodies and our minds is also reverencing God. And sometimes it can be helpful just to turn your brain off for a little bit and watch some football, and that's okay. Would Would you say that everything that you just said also applies to like playing video games? Yeah. Okay. So here's my question. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I got gotcha. you. Uh, okay. So what is heaven like? Heaven? What is heaven like? What are we going to be doing in heaven? Do you want me to say we're going to be playing video games in heaven? I want you to answer the damn question. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's going to be a complicated answer. uh, Because what we're going to be doing in heaven, we can can say in general, we'll be, you know, we only use metaphors and stuff for this. The church is almost agnostic about heaven. And there's a bunch of images for heaven. weird sentence. Uh, Yeah, uh, it really is. Like, so we know that's going to be good, right? 
We know that uh, there's different metaphors for it. Uh, the heavenly Jerusalem, a new heavens and a new earth. We know that different theologians have <laughs> talked about uh, the it's fact that, there, yeah, <laughs> that there's going to be like gazing upon the face of God, um, being in communion with everyone around us. We can kind of point to what it's going to be like, or at least what the experience will sort of be like. But to say, what are we doing in heaven? Other than giving you a, a, a vague sort of answer of like of being in love and with God and with each other, uh, it's kind of hard to pin down. The church doesn't do that. We're waiting something new to happen. I, I feel like the church has pinned down, and maybe this isn't the church's theology. This is all that I've heard growing up and okay. literally till now, that all heaven is is worshiping God, like joining in with the angels and saints, and we're singing mm -hmm. Alleluia all the time. Yeah. That's what I have heard. Yes. So, I mean, there's it's, that's an image that is true, but it doesn't encompass everything. So like I said about like what we're doing on earth, um, as far as worshiping God, all these kind of activities, anything that's good, God will not destroy, but will elevate to a new level in heaven, right? So there is going to be level still human activity in heaven, um, but they're kind of going with that image, the, the liturgical image of worshiping God. So it can be both of those things. Like it, heaven is a mystery to us right now. Um, so here's what I tell people. If your idea of heaven freaks you out, it's not what heaven's going to be. Thank you. Because there, there could be real heaven anxiety it sounds, among Christians. Yeah, it sounds real not fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is a great rule of thumb. If your idea of heaven makes you anxious or feels bored or like makes you not want it, then it's not what heaven's going to be like. So and that's why I tell people. Yeah. Conversely. Okay. If my idea of heaven does make me feel good, is that what heaven will be like? Not quite. So if your idea of heaven does make you feel good, whatever is the core of that goodness, there's something true about that. I think what I'm about to say is true with what you just said. Okay. You ever seen the Simpsons talk about heaven? Yes, the yeah. Protestant heaven versus Protestant Catholic heaven, heaven versus Catholic heaven. <laughs> I feel like everything the Catholic Church has taught me about what heaven is is what the Simpsons say Protestant Church uh, Protestant heaven is. Just yeah, like, uh, everybody's standing there constantly praying and bored out of their minds. And yeah. then you go over to Catholic heaven and they're playing golf and drinking and having a blast. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's that's what I picture when I picture heaven. And like, just like how we have life now, it's like, yeah, we pray. On the on on big days, we can go to mass and like you know, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, like mass there, you know, like what we say is mass, you know, like the prayer and worship of, of God is going to be so much better there, and I'm looking forward to that. I just yeah. don't know if that's what I want my eternity to be. I mean, it's better yeah. than the alternative, but yeah. like I just like as a kid, like this before I think I invented VR before a VR was ever invented. Because I'm sorry you didn't get the paycheck for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't get paychecks for anything. I have great ideas. Everybody else steals them and makes a ton of money. So uh, I essentially thought as a child, yeah, and it's what I wish heaven will be, what I actually thought heaven was like as a child was mm -hmm. like essentially the best VR ever. It's like I get to go to like 
there's just like choose your own adventures in heaven. It's like, I want to go mm. be a Pokemon master. And yeah. like, I become <laughs> this little kid. I get dropped into Pallet Town. The I want to be a very best song pops up. And I get mm. to go live my Pokemon adventure. And then I become, you know, the leader of the, the Elite Four. And then like the game's over. I'm back in heaven. I go to Mass. I sing with him. And then I go to like Harry Potter land. And then I you know, like, like go to Hogwarts for seven years. Time yeah. isn't a factor. You know, I can do all this stuff. I get to you know hang out, probably get killed because most kids get killed when they go to Hogwarts. And then, yeah. uh, you know, like leave there and then and then go to some other place, like hang out with some friends, go go to the yeah. lake. I just feel like, you know, we talk about this life and the next. Right. Well, like mm-hmm. I, it's always been like this big shift from what is good, true and beautiful in this life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, all that's God now. You're just going to go pray. I'm like, that sounds yeah, boring. No. So <laughs> a few things, few things. First of all, there is no Harry Potter in heaven because witches get burned at the stake and go to hell. We all know this. OK, no. so but secondly. Secondly, what is good about that vision of heaven that you just said? Why is that? Are those ideas appealing to you? Uh, I get to leave this world and go to another one where everyone will leave me alone, and I get to catch Pokemon. <laughs> okay, okay, we we'll work with this. We we'll work with this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm with in people that, doing things that I love and that right. bring me enjoyment. Yes. So that will be in heaven, even greater. And what does that exactly look like? I don't know. But like that joy you get from the idea of being a Pokemon master, which don't get me wrong, sounds like a really good time to actually train Pokemon and to like pet a Pikachu and yeah. scratch its ears. Catch little Delightful. animals, making them in your slaves. It sounds wonderful. Exa- yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I mean, they're like not, they're sentient, but let's not think about that too much. Um, <laughs> Fighting like, rings, yay! <laughs> but like that that goodness of human activity, of freedom, of creativity, all of that's going to be in heaven. And it will be in heaven in a way that will be utterly satisfying. So uh, I sang this song to our beloved co-host, John Blevins, a while ago. Okay, yeah. If heaven ain't a lie like Detroit, I don't want to go. If heaven ain't a lie like Detroit, I just should have stayed home. If they ain't got no eight mile like to do up in the D, just send me to hell or Salt Lake City. It'll be about the same to me. <laughs> so my new version is, if heaven ain't a lot like Pokemon, I don't want to go. <laughs> If I can't catch them all, I just should have stayed home. <laughs> it's just like, it's just all these things. Like, it's it's like what I've been taught my whole life and what seems to make sense to me just didn't come together congruously. Yeah. And to be honest, this is a very common thing. I've experienced that in my life. I've talked to a lot of people who are like freaked out or anxious about heaven. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's because we don't. A lot of times in the church, we have these images that are helpful and metaphors that are helpful, but we forget that they're just images and metaphors pointing to a higher truth. And then we get locked into them and we begin to see them literally. And then that freaks us out. Like in any metaphor, in any image, whatever we're applying it to God or to heaven, it's more unlike than it is like. So it's just giving us a hint. And I think we have to keep that in mind when we think about these heavenly things. Uh, the one that is literal that makes me happy is heaven is me being a Pokemon master. That literal okay. idea makes me brings me quite much. You know what? If, if that brings you peace for right now, I would say as your podcasting spiritual director for the moment, <laughs> fine, fine. Well, it's not just now. I've literally had that thought since I was eight years old. So <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Okay. My next question and final yeah. question is uh, very is, is on along similar lines. And you actually yeah. brought up the term that bothers me in your description yeah. for this last one. Um, 
We are on we are on the current Earth. There are no other Earths that we know about. This, there's this, no this, Earth Two. There's, there's no, no alternate Earth. reality yeah, yeah, no. where where uh, evil Superman lives. Yeah, exactly. Where uh, <laughs> where the new Batman's coming out. I'm very excited about that. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, <laughs> we are in the current Earth, and that means yes. that there is a current heaven. And that sounds really stupid uh, until. <laughs> until you hear the next phrase that I'm about to say that you probably already thought of that we have also heard our entire lives as Catholics. Uh, one of them makes a lot of sense to me. At the end of time, there will be a new earth. I'm very excited. World War III started today. Like, new earth sounds tremendous. Like, yeah, I'm... we could use a, re- uh, a reboot for sure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like the DC Universe does with their Earth, too. Yeah. Uh, so we need a new Earth. But here's, here's I, I was sitting at, uh, at, at a church function the other day, and they were talking about a new heaven. And I'm like, what do you mean a new heaven? Isn't heaven literally perfection? Why do we need a software update for heaven? Isn't it perfect already? <laughs> like, I have so many questions about the new heaven. So I'll start yeah. there. God says at the end of time, there will be a new heaven. Why? Why do we need that? <laughs> okay, so you have to keep that phrase together because in the book of Revelation, it's together. A new heaven and a new earth. Okay, so if you go back to Old Testament, uh, you to the Old Testament, uh, the phrase heaven and earth is a description of the reality as we see it. Uh, that, you know, there's earth and the heavens, which is the sky, and there's like a dome and everything, and then you got the firmament, that is like the stars that don't move or whatever. And it's this old kind of ancient way of seeing the world. Okay. I love that you did jumping jacks that whole time. Yeah, I did jumping jacks. <laughs> so there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And we're all going to be doing like Zumba and P90X. And it's going to be great. Um, so it's it's a phrase of reality. And you may have like God is higher than the heavens. I mean, it, heaven is kind of like the sky in Old Testament imagery. So saying a new heaven and a new earth is just saying there's going to be a new reality. It doesn't mean literal heaven and literal earth, even though sometimes I think a lot of people in the church just take it as that. It's Once again, it's messing up our metaphors and not understanding what they mean and what they don't mean. So it doesn't mean a literally new heaven. Heaven is heaven. Um, it'll be new in the sense that you know we'll, we'll be there and we'll have bodies, and that'll be weird. I don't know how that works. Don't ask you that. Uh, but the idea is like a new creation, a new reality that we'll all be a part of. Uh, it's not like you'll be in heaven and you take a day trip to earth or whatever. It's all going to be one uh, good reality. It's like going with Elon Musk to Mars. Like once you leave, you're just gone. <laughs> you, know? <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you answered it quickly to where I didn't get my second question in. Cause I, th- oh. I think you kind of already stopped it by giving a good answer. You jerk. <laughs> um, but it was like, we, we were talking about it when we were talking about it at church. We were like, what's the new heaven for? Like, if God is moving into the new heaven, like, yeah. who gets to take over the old heaven? Like, is Satan getting a huge upgrade? Like, no. Satan gets to move out of hell and into the old <laughs> heaven. Like, it's not really upkept anymore, but there's still some, like, nice clouds and many rooms that were built for other people at the time. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so this is what happens with the new, the the old heaven. You know how sometimes, like, you want to go to a fancy restaurant, but sometimes you really want to go to, like, a dive bar? or get a cheeseburger somewhere, that's the old heaven. Like, it's still going to be around. It's going to be like if you're looking for a poker game or something like that, you're going to go to the old heaven. It's uh, still got its charm, you know. Uh, it's like the old part of town. Um, maybe it's gentrified a little bit. I don't know how that, how that works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what the old heaven's going to be. Uh, we'll all live in the, in the uh, new heaven, but the old heaven will be kind of a place where you uh, get some more down-to-earth uh, comforts, if you will. That's my... Uh, <laughs> I love how this entire episode 
Yeah. You've been answering so well. And you just yeah. said a bunch of things sarcastically, and I think a lot of people took you seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, Because at I first should... I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, I have to watch out for that because sometimes I do that in my preaching. Oh, and yeah. people will get me really confused because I just keep doing everything straight-faced. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I, I have to, for the for the third time in three seconds, I had to be the watchdog for the church. Wait, we can't say that. <laughs> gonna, yeah, people exactly. are going to get confused. Okay, here's my final question, and I did not okay. plan to tell you about this question. Because cool. you and I have talked about it at length. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we I brought up auto-orientum earlier on purpose in our game. Yeah. Because I have a new thing to break your brain. I broke okay. your brain. You have told me that the best thing that I have ever thought and said is, you know, wh- why is facing east even important when God comes back? We're going to notice if we're facing west. Yes, right? I really like that. Yes. I went to my first ever English mass ad orientum okay. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My only thought was not only why are we facing east and west, but you actually brought it up earlier. It's not necessarily, uh, it's it's more of a metaphorical understanding. Yeah. But uh, for for a classic person, do mm-hmm. you think that facing east or looking up to the heavens was a more common way to think of where God was? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so, I mean, we do have a lot of evidence that people would face east in the early church but also looking up to the heavens is something we see in the bible as well i i so, I, I would say that there is more evidence of that there okay. is some looking east so the next time i go to an odd orientum mass i'm laying on the floor and looking up somebody walks into the church is like is everyone taking a nap yeah, what's exactly. going on <laughs> i think everyone should join me too i think we should all lay down and still say all the responses and everything and like you know but i feel like uh, I just don't, I'll, I'll just never understand the facing east thing. Uh, I'm going to be truly <laughs> traditional. I'm going to return to tradition and lay on the floor and face up towards the heavens in the firmament where All God lives. All the churches lives. will be built like a rocket ship being ready to take off. So we're like laying down <laughs> toward the heavens. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the entire liturgy. It's going to be great. I like this idea. Uh, you know what we Vatican can call them? Vatican III, let's make it happen, baby. You know what we can call them? <laughs> What? Revocate Chavertus. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have time for today. I am Taylor. That's Father Anthony Sharapa. I'll be back next week. Say it. <laughs> Good times for head by all. Thank you guys for watching, listening today. Hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. If you are on YouTube, leave us a comment, your favorite part, your least favorite part, whatever. Just you know, stay connected to us. I love YouTube comments. It's, it's one of my favorite places to interact. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, please not only hit subscribe, but uh, leave us a rating. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can now do it on Spotify. Five stars. Write something a little nice um, as part of your Lenten penance. Um, as if this show wasn't enough, we hope that you enjoyed it, and I will see you guys soon. Bye. Love you.